opportunities, new partners, EG Tax. Hey everybody, this is the tax lady Esther Golias from EG Tax Service, and this is our regular podcast, and we're going to continue with making you the smartest people on taxes anywhere in the world, and uh, so last podcast, we were talking about um, what is income, what's taxable. A lot of people have no idea what is taxable income, what isn't taxable income. A lot of people even don't even realize that some income is specifically not taxed. And so we're going to talk about all that today. And um, of course, I'm joined in studio with Tiffany Fabian. Hey, Tiff. Hey there, Esther. Happy, beautiful day outside today. I know, it's wonderful. And Christopher Fabian. Hello, Esther. Hey, everybody. Hello, Christopher. Um, by the way, you know, during the week, if you have any questions, you can go to our website. I think we're rebuilding our webpage right now. But uh, it's still and, there. It's still there. Uh, you can go on uh, uh, egtax, egtax.com, uh, ask the tax lady, and you can write in um, any question that you have, and we'll answer it. And you can call us. You don't have to be in the western New York um, area to call us. Our toll-free number is 1-800-829-9998, 1-800-829-9998. If you're out of the area, and, um, of course, in Western New York, our phone number is 716-632-7886. Which is kind of unique because you can't find phone numbers anymore. No. I mean, sometimes I when just want to talk go to, to the website. It's I mean, don't, doesn't that drive um, you crazy? It does when you get phone me- phone. Um, menu after phone, menu after phone, menu after phone. Menu. I go it's down just, to I I, or, or, I now I know I go way at the bottom to contacts. Then you click on contacts, and then they go they do something. I know this is not tax related, just makes me crazy. Then they they do something like, um, did you want us to email you back? Oh no, I'm not going to fall for that <laughs> trick because I know you'll never e- email me back. And sometimes I have to Google and check and. Then you finally get somebody, and it's just so frustrating. Or, but anyway, or lately, we, our phone number six three two seven eight eight six. We actually answer the phone. Lately, when I call the IRS, it says we're too busy to answer your call. You can keep trying. You know, I just wonder about that. Those kind of anyway, that's they're not really a business. They call us their customers, right. though. Right. right. Anyway, speaking of that. Um, not all income is taxable, and so it's really important, but a lot of income is uh, is taxable, and a lot of income is taxed in different ways. So not, not all, all sources of income that are taxable are taxed the same way. For instance, we were talking last week about pensions, tips, wages, interest income, dividends, annuities, Social Security, and alimony, but th- this week we want to talk about unemployment. Mm-hmm. Now, that was a big thing last tax season, yep, right? Yeah, it was, because the federal law related to COVID, they let you exclude 10200 or up to 20000 Four hundred. If you were a married couple, if your income wasn't over the eight, uh, amount of one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, if both spouses had, had, had at least ten two, right, right, you were allowed to exclude it. So it was very. I just exciting. had a taxpayer this morning. I called me and said, you know, so I oh, <laughs> we want to talk about that extra income. She said, I think we got it too much money because they just oh. sent us that uh, that money from the ten thousand two hundred dollars. She said, but really, she, then she called me back. She said, I think I understand it because. It was sixteen thousand that my husband made in um, unemployment, and we only—it's—it's it's ten two, but there's two of us. And I said, "No, did you have unemployment?" She said, "No," and I said, "Then it's just the ten two. 
So many people are getting too much money, right? Right, right. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's so funny. It's, Somebody called us and they only heard part of a news story because uh, we did a press release about it, and they thought that we were giving away some extra money, money, extra money here. Yep. But that's we not the help case. you to make sure you get back all your money, but we're not giving away extra money. So unemployment, obviously, the money that you receive um, for being unemployed, especially last year with the pandemic in 2020, there was lots of unemployment. Mm-hmm. Oh lots, my God. lots. And, and plus they made the change in March middle of March which made it even I worse. have right. somebody sitting on my desk right now and he got over that time frame like fifty uh, forty five thousand dollars in unemployment yep. I mean lots and of then it then you wonder why there's so, so many people not working uh-huh. you know uh-huh. so but unemployment is taxed just like wages Right. What you get is taxable unless it was last year where they allowed you to take off the first ten thousand two hundred dollars. Right. Per and then some of the states recipient. also followed suit and they followed the federal law and they let you subtract it off the states. New York State, where we're positioned, they did not, not at all. let right. you do that. So that's unemployment. Now gambling. Yeah. Oh, not good if you're a senior. Right. Now, this is a very interesting thing. This is something I really don't understand why senior, uh, senior citizen groups like AARP don't get all mad about. Because... Right. When you're putzing along and you and your spouse say, let's go to the casino today, honey, and you go to the casino and you win $4,000 and then you go tomorrow and you lose eight, you you think to yourself, oh, it's no big thing because I get to write off my losses. Nope, not really. You do get to write off your losses if you can itemize. Right. Right. But But what do they make you do with the winnings before you can write off the losses? Declare it as income. Right. All your winnings count as income on, used to be page one, now it's the schedule Schedule one. Right. But here's the thing, and if you're collecting Social Security, you don't have to pay taxes until half of your Social Security added to your other sources of income exceed 32,000 if you're filing a joint return, 25 if you're single. If you have winnings at the casino on the left hand of 40,000, and on the right hand, you lost 50. You have a net loss of 10, but that's not the way they have you treated on your tax return. They make you put the $40,000 on the income line, and if you can itemize, you get to take it on the Schedule A. But in the meantime, it just made your Social Security more taxable or taxable for the first time, which means you end up paying taxes on something you absolutely should not have had to pay. That's right. That's which is really upsetting, and oftentimes it's something that somebody didn't plan for, and so you really got to open up your eyes and know the law. And so we're here to educate you. So let's just say that you're a single guy, and your income is twenty two thousand, right? And right. your social security is ten. Simple math: twenty two and ten, right? And so right now. He, uh, no, let's just say his income, his wages are twenty, and his his social security is ten. Okay. Okay. So, right now, if he filed a tax return, his social security would not be taxable. Correct. Because, because he's half right of at the twenty-five. Right, he's at the twenty-five. But let's say this poor guy goes to the casino, and wins twenty thousand dollars and loses twenty-five. That twenty thousand gets tax put on his tax return. Which then brings his income up to to forty 
plus half of, of 10, which is 45, which is over by 20,000, which means 10,000 of his Social Security is going to be taxable. So he ends up paying on an extra $10,000 of income, and it, but he didn't get any more income. It's just the way the computation is done. Right. And, 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 and I think um, before the Trump tax reform, it was obviously a little bit easier to itemize. Now the standard deduction is double, and it's so hard for anybody to itemize. Usually it's easier for single people because yeah. they don't have to have that big. Right, that but if big, you're over the age of 65, your standard deduction is even larger. And right. so it's just a, So that basically, if you're a senior and you want to go to the casino, Make don't. sure you lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, they're going to lose anyway, right? Probably. All right, so that's... That's how gambling's taxed. All right, how about hobby income? And what is hobby income and who cares? <laughs> hobby income is if you don't have a profit motive. So if you're making widgets in the garage and you're sort of just selling them, but you're selling it as a hobby, something to do, you don't have a profit motive. And so if you don't have that motive to make a profit and to make your widgets really amazing and, and make some schmatzka and money, then it's a hobby. And so is hobby income taxable? It is. Your gross income gets put on your Schedule 1 other income, and your expenses go nowhere because that, except on your New York State, if you're in New York State, that return, because the federal government got rid of the miscellaneous itemized deductions. So, so, so somebody that's making doll babies and maybe going to a little craft store, there a sale here or there, that maybe did $4,000 in baby doll sales, and the cost of making the baby dolls was 3000 they end up paying taxes on the floor. Right. right. So that person might want to re-engage and maybe have a profit motive or else stop I'll tell that. you, don't do baby dolls unless you want to make money. Right. Because if you did have a, a profit motive, that whole thing changes. It's a lot like the gambling mm -hmm. thing, isn't it? Right. Right. It does. So how does that change? So then it would go on a Schedule C, and so your profit, the gross income minus all your expenses leaves you the net, and so the net would then open you up to self-employment tax and um, regular tax of that profit money, although maybe you might have a, a loss, and so that loss would be offset against your income, but it would go on a Schedule C if you then, you know, if you have a profit motive. So different kind of income is taxed differently, and some of the income really hurts. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And this would, gambling and uh, pro, uh, hobby income can really hurt. All right, so yeah. how about prizes and awards? Those are also taxable, and those also You go mean on to tell one. me if I get a prize, I have to pay taxes on it? You do. So if you win a trip to Aruba or Bahamas and you're going to stay at the Ritz-Carlton, that entire cost is taxable. And again, that goes on Schedule 1, same as where those gambling winnings go. So if you win prizes, I know a long time ago I used to work for a computer sales place and we would do spiffs and incentives and awards and so when you'd get a nice dinner for two um, those prizes were taxable and so you had to make sure that you pay taxes on them i know i'm one of the only ones that go boy i want to be on a game show right but i don't want to win a prize yeah. i want to win cash <laughs> right yeah because you know you they think mark up they, they mark, they up mark the, it up yeah but then if you win a car like i had to 
couple years ago, I had somebody win a Jeep from a local gas station. And they came in, and they were so happy. Oh, we got this Jeep, yay, and they're all excited. And I said, okay, what are your plans with the Jeep? And they said, well, we're going to keep it. I said, okay, well, it's worth $30,000. Your income tax on it is X amount of dollars. Oh, but wait. They go, now what? I said, you have to register that car with New York State, and you have to pay the sales tax Mm -hmm. when you Mm -hmm. register it. So that $30,000 free Jeep was going to cost them about $14,000 in different taxes. And they said, "Uh, we don't want that. We don't want that Jeep. I said, sell it. Right. And when they came in, they said, we took your advice. We sold it. We couldn't afford it. Yeah. Right. And and the other thing is... um, you know, like the sales taxes go hand in hand. I just had a client that called me. Um, I know it's not exactly what we're talking about, but a client just called me because they're selling a business. And when they sell their business, there's all these furniture and fixtures. And so the purchaser has to pay the sales tax on the sale of the assets. Yep. You know, and they didn't they didn't realize that. But uh, yeah, prizes and awards are completely taxable. How about disability and sick pay? Disability is taxable, just like ordinary income. They're just so income. mean. Yeah. Depending. You, here you are sick, and they make you pay taxes? Possibly. <laughs> ah, but if you were sick with COVID. But no, oh, wait. You're thinking of if, a, if it's a policy. A, if, it's a, if it's a Geico policy, right? Gecko, yeah. No, 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 Affleck. The duck. Affleck. If it's a policy you're paying for with after-tax dollars, right. then, you don't then, then your disability is tax-free. Right. But if it's a policy your employer paid for, then it's taxable. Then it's taxable, mm-hmm. right. Yep, so I was doing gotta... somebody's tax return, and they worked in human resources. She was a human resource manager, and she got an Affleck policy. And regrettably, she had a terrible disease, and she was so thankful that she had that policy. She called me a few weeks ago, and we were doing planning. She doesn't know what she would have done if she didn't have that yeah, Affleck policy. True. Yeah. So and, and had... so the if you didn't have a policy paid for that that you paid for yourself it's going to be fully taxable just like wages um on your federal return and state return how about um lawsuit settlements if they are uh, for lost wages that is taxable if it's pain and suffering they're nice and they don't make you pay taxes on it if it's pain and suffering now if you get lawsuit money and it's for whistleblowing, that is also taxable, and um, that can well, cost ev- you a I lot mean, of pretty money. much all lawsuit settlements are taxable unless it is for pain and suffering. Correct. Right, right. You hear those lawyers on TV? We got you five million dollars yeah. hurt in a car. You know, those ones will be tax free. Right. But if it's you're suing an employer for wrongful termination or some that's going to be taxable income that's to you. correct that's correct and it's taxable just like wages right mm-hmm. right um now here's something that here's a change how about sale of capital assets now what's a capital asset and how are those taxed uh capital assets are items that have useful life of more than one year and so it's taxed differently depending on if it's a short-term sale or a long-term sale. It could be stocks. Um, it could be mutual funds. Uh, what are some other examples of capital assets? It, it actually, in tax law, it's written everything's a capital asset except. except. So everything's a capital asset except for personal property sold at a loss, m- cash, inventory, 
rent rental uh, depreciable assets, and that's the only reason that they they kind of carve it out that way is because how do you sell a rental? Not on a Schedule D. No. You sell it on, on a forty-seven ninety-seven, right? Yep. Right. And then, how do you sell? Um, how do you sell uh, cans of soup inventory. in a store? And that's Schedule an inventory. C. It'll go into the Schedule C. Mm-hmm. So you can see they carved it out because those kind of sales yes, are handled differently. So also, but, yes, sorry. Sir. Also, you know, collectibles are not capital assets. That's true. You know, you are a stamp collector, a a car collector. They get taxed at 28%, not the capital gains rate. So you got to really be careful with what you're selling. But here's the interesting thing. Uh, Many people would think, well, if I sell my wedding ring, that's not a capital asset. Oh, it is if you sell it at a gain. It's a a personal capital asset sold at a gain. That's going to be taxable using capital gains rate. If you sell your wedding ring at a loss, like on the way out of divorce court, you say, right. take my ring, um, then it's not deductible because yeah, it's a personal asset sold at a loss. There's so many clients who call in like, it's summertime and I'm having a garage sale. So does that mean that all my profits from my garage sale I have to declare as income? And generally the answer is no, no not if you, you don't have you a profit. Lost money. But by the same token, I have a, I have a client who goes around on junk day, he knows when garbage day is, and he picks up, and he's a school principal, I might add, mm-hmm. and he picks up all this junk that people are throwing away, and he goes back to his house in the evening and refurbishes them, and he sells them on eBay, and he makes like $75,000. Oh, my god! <laughs> so he's got almost a zero-cost basis. That's almost like his hobby. Well, it ends up being inventory right. because it's inventory on a Schedule C. So right. it's not a capital asset. Well, how about this? I have a client. Her mom passed away, and her mom's obsession almost was collecting Native American jewelry. It was beautiful. So when she passed away, they went in, and she had gobs and gobs and gobs and gobs, and they started selling it on eBay. And so how would they handle the well, sale? Well, so... She because she inherited, she gets stepped up. Uh, basis. I was going to say yeah. the big thing with this is you people have to understand the word basis, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what the difference between your basis and your selling price is what you pay tax on. So I did on. it on or Schedule C, and I minus the stepped up basis, and so because they were doing, I don't know, they were doing it on eBay. What do you? Think? Oh, okay. So they were. That's true. Then her basis would have been the stepped up. Bit. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, but all right, but. Let's but let's just go to normal things like <laughs> stock, right? Or um, bonds, bonds or anything like that. That is taxed at a preferential rate. So when people say, "Oh, I got capital gains," that's a good thing. Correct. Much better than wages. Right. Much better than interest. Uh, but if you have qualified dividends and capital assets, you get this ginormous tax break. And so the the break is 0% if you're in the low enough tax bracket. Although right. under some of the tax reforms that they're proposing right now, they want to put a halt to some of that favorability. That's true. Mm-hmm. But right now, this minute, as long as I'm still leave, living and breathing and they haven't changed the law, this is, this is how it about. is right now. But the, the favorable tax treatment will still stay in even with reform according to what I see, provided that the income is low enough. But you can imagine 0% if you're under the 15% bracket. Right. 
Zero. Zero. That's Zero. pretty cool. And then so the maximum. So when people come with their head low and like, I got capital gains, that could be a really good thing. Because zero, zero is a pretty nice mm-hmm. figure. Of course, on the state of New York, they give you no benefit. Right. You just pay right. at regular rates. Um, the maximum you pay, even though you might be in the 37% bracket federal, on your capital gains, the maximum you would pay is 20%. That's a 17% saving. Maybe. Oh, with a 3.8%. Then you got the 3.8% kicker, right. kicker with for a 3.8% Medicare. With percent kicker. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Thank you, Chris. What is a 3.8% kicker? Actually, it's your mm-hmm. investment income when you're in the highest mm-hmm. tax bracket. Right, well, and it's the Medicare tax. The extra they, Medicare tax. Right. So, so but income. capital gains are taxed completely different, and you report it not on your page one of your tax return or on schedule one it's on the schedule d and this also goes for qualified dividends what's so funny oh i was just thinking of a call i got today from a do-it-yourselfer who he knew it was limited to three thousand dollars oh this is a good one but he claimed two schedule d's on his tax return so he wanted to take a six thousand dollar loss well that doesn't work like that doesn't you're only allowed one schedule d so right and the maximum loss as chris is alluding to that you can take against other income is three thousand dollars and if you're married separate it's fifteen hundred that was very sneaky of him yeah but the irs caught it that's deep thinking i'll tell you So that's the di- I mean, ca- so capital hey, gains. Hey, we'll hey, spend hey. another podcast well, can I have on an- another thing. Gains. Another thing is if you have losses of like 30000 and your gain is 40000 then you don't just have to take tw- uh, 3000 You can take the whole 20000 to offset the right. thirty Dollar for dollar offset one to another. Right. And we'll right. talk about Schedule Ds another day. Right. We'll do a whole yep. show on it because... It really ain't easy, Schedule Ds. So that's sale of capital assets. But noted, we want you to notice that it's taxed differently. Um, The other thing we want to get you familiar with is self-employment income. And Tiffany alluded to that when we talked about the hobby income. Um, And so um, with self-employment income, there are a lot of... They be, it becomes very uh, complicated because you not only pay income tax on the net profit after the expenses, you also pay FICA and Medicare. Correct. On that's, the net profit. That's what we call self-employment tax. Right. 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 And, you know, it's, it's almost like the same as rental properties. You take your gross income and then you list all your expenses. The difference between a Schedule C and a Schedule E for self-employment is rental. Your net profit from your self-employment is subject to the Medicare, Social Security and Medicare tax, where your rental profit isn't. It's just your regular income tax. Right. Right, and so, the, and that that just goes to show you how they tax self-employment income different than all other forms of income. And so, if you are self-employed, you want to do a Schedule C and a Schedule SE on your net profit, and then, and as your business grows, you might want to think about moving to a corporation, an S corporation. Correct. Right? Okay, and then last but not least, our. Uh, last subject here that we're going to talk about uh, when we're talking about taxable income is rental income. And rental income has a whole, talk about Schedule Ds. Rental income has a whole bunch of different uh, things that you can do because if you're a real estate professional versus just somebody that's doing rental property for yourself, you 
don't have to uh, you don't have to worry about limiting the losses whereas you would otherwise. Well, anyway, we kind of tore that up income. And but we're, we're going to dive each topic in, in separate. Right, we podcasts. are. But this is this kind is of overview. a big genre, genre of. Uh, of some of the things that are taxed and how they're taxed. Anyway, I'm Esther Golias, the tax lady from EG Tax. If you need us during the week, you can go to our website at egtax.com. Any tax questions you might have, we're happy to help you. We'll see you next time when we're doing our podcast. Have a great week. New friends, new opportunities, new partners, EG.